Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. We are back to the podcast. Episode 36, the back to school. Back to school jams. Back to school. <laughs> just like the old days. Seems like summer just like went like that. It's super fast. Yeah, it's... Uh... I think I'm getting old. It, it's worse every year. It goes away. Hey, we got a special guest, too. We got uh, Al joining us by phone from 15 feet away in the office. Thank you, Al. Hello there. <laughs> he, can probably, he can probably hear us through the hallway as opposed to just through the phone. Yeah, just hit mute and yell. Really, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but we, we all have... I am here. We all have kids. I think all Al, Al's are a little older, right? Al, you got one in junior high, right? Junior high, yeah, eighth grade. Yeah, yeah. So this is a time of year where where change occurs, to say the least. And uh, you know, I got two in elementary school, and uh, things are about to get either better or crazier. I'm I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. What What's the feel at your house, Kevin? They're just excited. I mean, because one of mine is in college, so she's like she's taking summer classes. So for her, it's like never off, but. For Camden, who's going into third grade, and my wife's a teacher, really, in our house, it's just about me being tired of them being around 24-7. But <laughs> by the middle of August, I'm always like, when does school start, and when do you go back to work? Because Katie will go back to work like a week and a half before classes start. So luckily, she'll be out of my hair by next week, probably, and then school starts at the end of August. So I'm, I'm just guessing no one in your house is an avid podcast listener. No, I don't think I have to justify myself later. <laughs> I mean, I may reveal it over dinner. That that's what we talked about, but no. Al, what's the feel at your house? Excited? Not, not sure? What's going on? I would say the the young boy who's going into third grade is excited to go back to see his friends, but uh, the girl, the middle schooler, is a middle schooler teenager, so she's just uh, not excited about much and not excited to have to wake up before noon is the big thing for her. Oh, I forgot about being able to – I see mine don't sleep late, so that doesn't work. They they wake up earlier when they don't need to. Um, Al, are you still taking classes? I, I guess I forgot that you had some online education going too. I was. I haven't picked it up recently. I'm about halfway through my MBA, but uh, one, of these days I'll, one of these days I'll pick it up, but I'm probably not going to ever. I'm just going to say I will. Good. Saving us money. I love it. <laughs> Always in the I'm, – no, I'm considering no, that. No, I'm man, considering no mandatory that. raise. No, yeah, really. It's on. It's on the list. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, along with a lot of other stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. So uh, the reason we're doing back to school, by the way, is not so much about school. It's about education and conferences, and you know, it turns out that elementary school, junior high, whatever is is the most structured, lowest cost education there is. And then when you become an entrepreneur, uh, the lessons get really expensive really quick. Mm-hmm. You got a couple ways you can learn them. You know, you're going to learn some the hard way. And I think we all have our greatest worst hits that we can replay. Yep, I got some. Yep, I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. Everyone can still feel those pains <laughs> that's been in that position. You know what they are. Um, but also, you can be more proactive. And some of them can be saved before they occur um, with conferences. And uh, a lot of you probably know I'm, I'm an average avid conference goer, uh, sometimes exhibiting, sometimes attending. My attention span is not what it used to be, uh, but I still do enjoy going to conferences and, and learning that way and meeting people. 
Um, Al, we got you on the road coming up here, right? Yes, going to uh, traffic and conversion in September and uh, going to one in Baltimore also. Well, cool. And it's going to be November. I think it's D-Boss is what it's called. Yeah, and and Kevin's thinking about going to that one. That one intrigues me. I That guy, I, having just gone to Disney and hearing your glorious write-up in an email about how this guy – now I know why I spent so much money at Disney at the character visits and stuff. This is this guy's fault. Kevin, you know I didn't write that email, right? <laughs> uh, it, it, was, it was written as if you were speaking to me right now. It was, I was like, I got to go to this thing. <laughs> I got to go. But we will be represented there. It, sh- it should be a good time, actually. Uh, we should have co- probably called Vance. Uh, it's Vance Morse's event. We should have conferenced him in on here, yeah, really. I suppose. Um, but no, so I mean, we got Al going to a couple, couple conferences. Uh, Kevin's not currently working for me other than helping with the podcast, so I don't have to pay when you go to stuff, Kevin, so that's True. good. But yeah, anytime we send someone else, like Al, um, looking to your left right now, what is it you're seeing? Uh, nobody. <laughs> Empty desks. Empty office. Empty desks. <laughs> so we, we have two staff members out uh, headed to New York State for a conference today. Uh, and I myself have some coming up as well here, kind of a U.S. tour of sorts that wasn't planned just by timing. Um, yeah, that'll, that'll be fun when I get home from that one. But there's a lot of, a lot of time being invested, a lot of uh, effort, a lot of money, and a lot of opportunity cost of, of sending people out to these. Um, but I, I do feel it's incredibly important on a couple of fronts. And uh, Kevin, you and I were talking before the recording here, and we were talking about uh, last year we sent Tess to uh, the same conference, and uh, she came back with something I had never seen before after sending someone to a conference. She came back with like a three-page bulleted list. And Al, do you remember this? When, like she, she brought like oh, yeah. a presentation back. Yep, notes upon notes upon notes. Yeah. And, and I'm used to notes, by the way. Those just go in the seminar notes drawer. But, um, you know, she was, like, justifying, you know, the expense of the trip, and here's what I learned. And uh, it was really kind of nice to see someone take it that serious. Yeah. And, uh, Al, by the way, you don't need three pages of notes. But, you know, a few bullets that'll make uh. a lot of money is, is good. Just, you know, it's, uh, it's quality, not quantity. Uh, Can do. <laughs> <laughs> He's making notes right now. Um, yeah, for real, I'm going to Google this. <laughs> yeah, and, and you've probably seen the other hand, right, when the business owner goes out to the conference, comes back with new ideas, and uh, you know thinks that everything's magically going to change on a dime because they learned something at a conference. Yep, I, I'm going to pretend that. we're talking about our other clients we serve and not about me right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's implement this right now. This is a great idea. <laughs> so you have permission to speak freely. Yeah. <laughs> Al is pausing. He's like, hmm, when should I step in? <laughs> when should I not? Yeah, what can I say here? Uh... <laughs> but seriously, you deal with uh, several owners uh, as their project manager, and there's some that you actually have direct access to their employees. So have you seen this where they, they come back and have all these grandiose ideas? And, and if so, like, what's the, yeah. the team thinking? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Um, it's almost, like, it's almost like clockwork when someone's like, I'm going to go to the expo, and they come back, and it's almost like clockwork for certain people. They're going to want to change everything. They're going to want to completely redo. Oh, well, let's talk about funnels again. I'm like, we are 25 steps past funnels. Now we're going to go back to funnels, but okay, let's go back and review them and stuff. But yeah, it's a lot of the, as Justin says, the shiny object stuff too. People give us new ideas and suddenly they want to jump on new things and 
they just kind of roll with the flow. Most of the employees just kind of roll their eyes and say, yep, here we go again. And <laughs> yeah, duck your head down long. Not that I've ever been that employee. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You just kind of, um, you see what's going to have to happen and what's going to get fixed, and we kind of discuss why that may or may not work for their particular business because it's not always one size fits all. So, I guess if if you get through the excitement, the initial excitement wears off. You know, that's probably where the rubber hits the road. Is you know, is there still value now? The excitement of the event's gone. The credit card bill's in from yeah, the Yeah, once it's paid, and <laughs> does the idea, that shiny object, does it flame out to the point where it's forgotten? Or, yeah. I wonder how, I wonder what the ratio is of stuff that gets implemented that has to be done a month later. It's like, that's not that important anymore. I mean, I would be the guy to know because, yeah. you know, as an outsourced marketing guy for our clients, like, this stuff gets pushed on him, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. So... Do they follow through or kind of find the next shiny object? Next shiny object. <laughs> Just onto the next thing that caught Yeah, It's pretty much 100%. Uh, <laughs> uh, we do try to take little bits here and there as long as they're applying to the certain people's industry. Like we've had lawyers come back and start talking about stuff that's only really applicable for like, you know, an e-commerce type thing. And it's like, that's really not going to work for you guys. And we try to adapt and, and figure out what's going to work for each individual person that makes the most sense for, for them. But yeah, there definitely is a lot of, they see something cool, they learn some new trick and they want to implement it and keep it in the back of the head, put a note down and see what we can apply it later on. But the biggest thing is just keep pressing with what you're doing and then try to include that stuff later on. Ah, interesting you've said that actually because I didn't think about it. So some of the ideas. So I've been in the room where the speaker gets on stage and sells a concept as the solution for everyone and everything. I've seen this. Blanket coverage. And if they're good, the audience buys in wholeheartedly. And then you come in as an outsider that wasn't at the conference and, and get to play devil's advocate a little, see what's going on and if this is worth the effort. Um, because I've seen a lot of people get scammed that way, honestly. Oh, yeah. And I suppose as a business owner, if you invested in something, even if later it's you realize that it's not a good fit, do you do you still try to implement it simply because you paid for it? Or do you give up on it and get mad and swear that the next conference you're not going to spend any money? <laughs> yeah, I think that the easiest, as the salesman in me says, the easiest time to sell is in that room. So oh, yeah. You buy things you wouldn't typically buy. Um, Been there. <laughs> More than once. <laughs> And then, you know, depending on where it's at, you know, it could be a whole different thing. So back in the DJ business, we regularly went to the Vegas conference and, you know, we were a bunch of young kids at the point in time. I think probably 18 to 23 year olds were taken with <laughs> like four or five, six of us hopping on a plane out to Vegas. Um, but even at that point in time in that company with you know, much less revenue, much less cash flow, I, I always felt it was worth the investment to to send people to educational events and of course they were fun right um we went you know we had a lot of fun the staff had a lot more fun than i did in vegas i i fully remember uh being asleep in the hotel room door opening at like 4 a.m and the first <laughs> sessions at 8 a.m the deal was though they go do whatever the hell they want as long as the butt's in the seat right. and, and they don't fall asleep during pay attention conference, right um and you know it wasn't career jobs for everyone yeah, if you're having fun, though, at something like that, you're more apt to be open to learn unless you're asleep, I guess. 
<laughs> I mean, then it's a little harder to learn if you're falling asleep in the third row. Well, I, I always had him. Uh, I knew that trip was a lot. The ratio of fun to education is a little different on a Vegas trip. So usually we would have them chip in a little on the trip too. So like, oh, they a little skin in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they're covering twenty percent of the travel or something like that. Well, then that then you might modify your behavior slightly. Or too. or they're covering meals. I mean, we did several different things uh, over the course of that company because it just it was very hard to justify the full expense of that for labor that was casual part time. Oh, I agree. The, those conventions are not cheap. I mean, when I I go to the, some of the same ones that you talk about, and I almost always go by myself now. It's a different company. Mine, it's smaller than when you owned it, but I find I just don't think I could do what you do now. You have to do it when you send, like, Al or Tess out. I would have a hard time in either of my businesses sending someone that works for me out because I'm small enough that I want to go to everything. Yeah. I, I don't well, but, think I would justify sending <laughs> someone out and then hoping they come back with three pages of notes. Well, we don't have to. And again, we don't need three pages to make it worthwhile, but... Frank, but you need something. You need... There needs yeah, to see, be some kind yeah, of growth. Here, here, here's the transition is that, A, I can't be everywhere, and B, I'm not the best person to go to a lot of these. Mm, so yeah. once... The business hits a certain critical mass, the skill sets get a little more diverse of the individuals within. You know, we're not generalists anymore; we're specialists. Yeah. Um, me as the president and owner and kind of you know strategist for my own company, I'm probably the most generic, widespread knowledge base. But that mm -hmm. means I have the least amount of detail in the areas. Um, so depending on the content of the seminars, who should be there? That's true. Um, so. The two that are gone right now are at a mailing conference, like postal mail conference. Well, I bet I bet the after hour <laughs> sessions are going to be fire for that. They're going to be like at the bar having a Tessa's like this is awesome. <laughs> I'm sure they're on par with. The <laughs> Al, you when you go to Baltimore, there won't be anywhere near as much fun as that. <laughs> I'm sure they're on because par. Because with the post office we need to. Yeah, really, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure it's a challenge between that and the tax and accounting conferences I was at last year, you know. Yeah, speaking of, of like, electric. <laughs> 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 now, Al is coming up and going to traffic and conversion in San Diego, which is a probably the largest digital marketing conference in the U.S., if not the world. Mm -hmm. Um and there's a lot of sessions that are deep tactical skill set digital marketing, which interests me, but it's not my job function here. Yeah. You know, the, the right team member for our company is to send out for that. He's, he's in the trenches dealing with that. His clients are the ones asking about it. I mean, it makes sense. No, that you have enough team and depth that you can do that. I still feel like, and it may be incorrect, but I still feel like for my company, like I have to be the one to be there because I don't, yeah. I don't have enough staff. I'm not as large as you are where if I'm not there, the knowledge is not worthless, but it's like, I will take somebody with me maybe. Yeah. Which, but if I'm not there, it's always fine. Yeah. No, I mean, but I can see the difference now. You're right. I mean, you have very specific people who do very specific things and that's why they're going to those specific events. Yeah, I mean, my current group I focus the most time and effort on is Joe Polish's Genius Network. Now, if I was going there to get technical marketing knowledge, I would be extremely disappointed. Yeah. Uh, it's an incredibly diverse group of business owners and the content presented is just as diverse. 
Um, so that's you know presented as a connections group, but the core thread throughout the group is business owners of a certain size. So they all have different specialties, but to an extent we all have or have been through the same problems and can get knowledge there from an ownership standpoint. Um, but yeah, I mean, education's expensive. You, you pick or choose whether you learn it the hard way or it's gonna, it'll sneak up on you if you don't proactively get on it. Um, and then there's that DBoss event coming up, which is a more generic business owner audience. Uh, it's going to be a lot of home services in there. There's going to be some legal, some uh, probably some financial and some professional services of other types. Um, so a diverse bag. And that, that primarily is focused around marketing and operational business content um, for that size company. So a lot of education coming up. A lot of uh, no doubt stories I won't hear from on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hear when the flights are canceled, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Got questionable ones today, by the way. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, any final thoughts on, on conferences? By the way, they're, they're back. Uh, they really are. There's just as many as there has been before. They might be a little smaller still than they were pre-2020. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of opportunity for sure. And being in the room is different than being on Zoom. Totally. And I... You get so used to Zoom. I don't know about Al, but you get used to doing things virtually. Like the couple that I've gone to that are in person, I seem to be way more tuned in partly because I'm like, oh, I can be here. But I don't know if that'll stay if eventually I'll lose interest and go to the bar. But <laughs> Al, do you find that like if you're in person now, it's so much better than all the virtual stuff? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. It is, it is definitely way more way different than when you're actually in the room than you are on Zoom. You actually get the whole vibe of everything and really are more interested. And like you said, I think it's maybe just the whole new factor again, new again, I guess you'd say. But yeah, I'm actually excited to get back into live stuff again because, yeah, going over Zoom, you get distracted by, you know, oh, my phone's ringing. Oh, I got, oh, I got this, I got that. And suddenly you're, you're gone and you're lost. Well, yeah, and you, you can get the core content either way if you focus, but you've missed everything else that comes with being in a hotel or conference center with hundreds of other people, like the mm -hmm. real connections yeah. and the conversations on break. And, you know, I just had a consult with someone that uh, I didn't quite remember the name. Hopefully she's not listening. <laughs> and then she scheduled a consult and we were talking and I was trying to put two and two together, how, how I knew this person. And... She's like, and remember, we were we went to Top Golf after the conference in uh, Atlanta. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. So connection I never would have had. There's no way she would have called me two years after the event for help, barring that connection. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it can't can't be replicated. So spend the money, put some guidelines in place. I mean, the bottom line is, yeah, like Tess did three pages of notes because that's her the bottom line on whether or not someone's going to take it serious is it's the person, you know, you can put some guidelines and requests like I'll bring back some bullets. Right. But you know, he's going to take it serious because that's the type of person he is. You know, if you got the wrong people going, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, and the, they bring stories back of, you know, maxing out the expense accounts at other companies and, you know, in, in larger companies that can hide. Right. Yeah, true. Frivolous expense. Uh -huh. um, here, it actually matters. You'll you'll see it missing in some other purchase when the money's not there. But uh, that's all I got for this one. When we come back, we're going to talk about the entrepreneur's eternal 
optimism. Strange, but true. We'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit profit911.biz.